Thanks for checking in on this podcast. You are about to hear an inspirational teaching from Caris Ministries. If God has used this ministry to bless you in any way, please take a moment and write to us at amen at charis.org. We are always inspired and blessed to hear how God is blessing people all over the world through what he is doing here at Caris. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online at charis.org so we can continue making podcasts such as this available free of charge. Father, we thank you for the privilege to hear your word. We pray you speak to us, inspire us, import yourself into us in the name of Jesus Christ. Impart more of yourself in us. Let us see you. Let us have an experience and an encounter in you as we hear your word. Thank you that as your word is delivered, sicknesses are being healed. Sin is being convicted. The lost are being saved. In the name of Jesus, the confused are being directed and discouraged are being encouraged. Thank you, Lord. This month is a month of compensation and divine elevation. God is a God who compensates. And God is a God who elevates. Today we are here to experience the elevation of God and the compensation of heaven. And now this this month being a month of divine elevation and divine compensation, what are some of the things that when we do we can guarantee and facilitate God elevating us and God compensating us. Right? Those are some of the things I will be by the grace of God sharing this morning from God's word. Hallelujah. So, as I said earlier on, one of the things to do to enjoy compensation and elevation is to walk with God. You know what I discovered in life? I discovered that God does not just do anything arbitrarily. When God wants to bless anyone, he leaves the person with a responsibility. So when God wants to bless you, he tells you, do A, B, C. And so, divine elevation, for instance, let me just say, for instance, if God wants to give you, let's say, a house, all right, he would not, where you are living, throw a house, drop a house from heaven. He will actually tell you, go to A, B, C, go there, you meet someone there, call this name, say to this person and do this and do this and then get the keys. And when you get the keys, take the first left. And you know what I'm talking about? So then he, after he says that, what happens if you don't go and sit there? You will never get the house. So he'll be saying, oh God, but where is the house? God, you promised me the house. The house is in your hands. So anytime God wants to bless someone, he leaves the person with a responsibility. Now, If God is about to elevate someone, if God is about to compensate someone, he will also leave you with a responsibility. Now, there are things to do in order to experience God. So if you sit down quietly or if you sit down in your house, in your room and not do anything and fold your arms and waiting for the train to come and pick you from home, chances are that you will never go anywhere. But you have to get up. And do what you got to do in order to see what you have to see. None of us woke up this morning, closed your eyes, and chanted, and you appeared here. You can't. Even if chanting can make you appear somewhere, not here. No, 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 no. You, that thing that will bring you here will run away before it even gets here. Because there's too much power here for demonic entities to come here. Because you, when you do that, it's demonic. That's not how God has arranged things. All right, so what I'm trying to say is that God will give you a responsibility. Now, what are some of the things we got to do in order to experience divine elevation? Number one thing I want to talk today is divine direction. It is nice to, you know, I know I'm, I'm very sure some of, most of us here, some of us who drive have sat navs. Why do you need a sat nav? Because you don't know everywhere. So you need a sudden up to guide you, to help you. Please turn left. Some of the sudden ups are very gentle and very respectful. Some of them said, turn right now. 
the other, the other time I was with Master Wu, and this Tadnav said, please turn left. Master Wu said, this Tadnav is very gentle. Because others say, turn right now. Turn right now. One day someone will tell you, I said, turn right now. Did you hear what I said? Turn right now. That, but Satna will tell you, turn right. If you don't turn right, some of it will tell you, it will give you another option. Or it tell you, do a U-turn, if possible, and come back. Now, God will be guiding some of us, but the problem is, most of us don't want to do it God's way. So you relocate to Birmingham, and you want to use London A to Z to navigate the streets of Birmingham. And then you are saying that, even these streets are not good. These streets, no, it's not the streets. It's the map you are using. Now, God, in the same way, in the month of elevation and in the month of compensation, he will show you some things to do in order for you to be compensated. But if you don't do them, guess what? Your compensation still stays in the realm of the supernatural or in an ethereal realm, and it will never be in the physical realm because you haven't taken the steps you have to take. So divine direction is necessary for anything. Anyone who wants to enjoy from God, enjoy your work with God, divine direction is necessary. Everyone needs divine direction. In the book of Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, he says that trust in the Lord with all your might. And lean on unto your own understanding. But in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Trust in the Lord with all your might and lean on to your, do, lean not on your own understanding. But in all your way, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. So then, if you acknowledge God, he will direct you. God is interested in directing us. God is interested in speaking to us. God is interested in pointing where we should go so as to stay away from trouble. You know, there are certain contracts. There are certain businesses. There are certain uh, agreements some people must not sign. But you may not know. One of the things that, in, that matters to us most, my wife and I most, is the school our children will attend. Attending a private school does not guarantee your success in life. Yeah. You say, That's what I mean. My child will go to a private school and will go and meet a monster. Yeah. And the monster will quench his light in life. Because you don't have control over who, you, who befriends your friend or who your, your child may like. That's right. So you take them to a certain school and maybe there's a, someone the devil has sent waiting for them. You know my dad, my dad vowed that no child of his will go to a certain school. Because my elder sister went to that school and gave my parents hell. My dad said, I've regretted letting my daughter go to such a school. That will not be your testimony. Amen. But you know, some of these things, you don't know what will turn out tomorrow. You don't know. We, are, we human beings are not all knowing. We are very restricted and we are very limited in the scope of our knowledge. So you, you just don't know. Because you just don't know, it is good to let the one who knows take you where you got to go. Yes. It's just good. Oh, nowadays when I'm driving, I try to lean, uh, depend uh, to a certain extent uh, on, on the um, traffic news. Because I don't know, what I don't like is to be in a hurry and to go end up in a serious traffic, especially on a dual carriage road where you can't do a U-turn. And you are stuck for a long time. Like, was it last week? We went, to some, we went somewhere, we went somewhere in Kent, and we were coming, and the traffic was so bad, we decided to go the opposite way, not knowing we were actually driving into the eye of the storm, making, making matters worse. And so in life, you don't want to take a turning that will cost you four more years. You don't want to enter into a relationship that will set you back 10 more years. You've struggled enough. So now how can you avoid these things? Divine direction. Divine direction. And the good news is that, Chanel, God is always interested in directing us. So what's the problem? Because we need direction. And God is interested in directing us. So what's the problem? What has interfered with the communication? Our readiness to receive communication. 
Now, what are some of the ways God speaks to us? Or he directs us? Some of the ways. Through one, God does this through prophets. Or through his servants. Number one, through his servant. So sometimes, a man of God, a servant of God can tell you, maybe he may not even be a financial analyst. But you're about to make a, a major, take a major step, make an investment, and in prayer, he can tell you that, no, I feel you, should, you, should, you shouldn't take this step. Like Paul, in Acts chapter 27, from verse, one, from verse particularly from verse 5, 6 downwards, they were traveling. And Paul is not a meteorologist. He wasn't a meteorologist, but he was just a spiritual man. And he told them that I perceive that this voyage is going to bring us a lot of loss and harm. But, but the master of the ship, who knew the weather, saw that everything was good. What is this crazy man talking about? My friend, go stay with your Bible and leave us to do our business. And he went according to expect advice. And it cost them so much because then Paul said, you should have listened to me when I spoke to you. Paul said, I perceive that this voyage will be commodious. And so sometimes God uses servants, his servants. He uses servants of God to speak into our life. I know someone is seated here. Before I started preaching, you've already heard from God. You know God is telling you something. Oh, I mean, the one who God is speaking. Because what, yeah, Pastor Brian, you know what I like about God? When he's speaking to you, you will know. If you speak French, you will come and speak Cantonese. He will speak French to you. He will, he will speak in such a way that you, you, it will be so clear that you, God is trying to tell you something. Is someone listening to me? So God speaks through his servants. And so be, be expectant. As I speak, God will be speaking to you. Amen. It may not be a direct one. I may not call you out. But those who have ears will hear what God is saying. So God speaks through his servants, uh, the prophets. And then number two, God also speaks through what we call symbols and tokens. Symbols and tokens. Signs. He will give some symbols. He will give some tokens. So symbols and tokens are like elements and Signs, he will give you certain signs. Some people, I'm not saying zodiac, I'm not saying the uh, what do you call it? Go and read the star, it's a horoscope. No, 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 don't say God has been speaking to me. The, the devil speaks to people through horoscope. If the name even tells you, horror is coming. <laughs> God speaks through sometimes, not all the times, sometimes He can speak to us through signs and symbols. There was a, there's a lady amongst us here right now, as I speak. Um, that's about seven years ago, eight years ago, Minister. It's about eight years ago. She, we were about to do baptism. She, she, she was baptized previously, I think so, but it wasn't a pro- baptism that she had after becoming a Christian. And then she wasn't sure about it. Should I baptize or should I baptize? And so after the service... When it was announced, she was thinking, should I come for the baptism? Should I register for the baptism? And on her way back home, she said she was just thinking, thinking, should I do it? Should I do it? Then you know what she saw? She just saw someone walking in the, the, behind the shed. Is it in front or behind? In front of the shed, they've written, just do it. <laughs> Am I right? Just do it. And she has never regretted doing it. After she did, she knew that that was all God was. So God used that sign to just speak to her. Just do it. Now, I'm not saying go around looking for what is written in front of people's t-shirts. <laughs> Maybe God is saying something to me. So let me, uh, let me what's written on your t-shirt? Uh, no. But I'm saying that when God speaks to you, you know he's speaking to you. And in that particular instance, it was very unambiguous that God was telling her a message. Right? So God speaks to us through signs and symbols. And number, number three, I like this. The most, the most reliable way God speaks to us, the, most sure, the surest way is his word. The word of God. The word of God. Let's all say the word of God. Read your Bible. Pray every day. Pray every day. Pray every day. When you read, when you read your Bible, you will hear God. How many of you have experienced that before? Sometimes something, you are taking your, and you, say, you read your Bible, you, say, you know God is trying to tell you something. It's so clear, you know. There's a gentleman, I, I've said this story a few times, but let me say it again. Every time he just reads his Bible, he will, instead of, you see, I've been quoting a few scriptures, instead of writing it, you don't write it. And then, anytime he reads it, he wants to read his Bible, what he does is, he takes the Bible, rolls it, rolls it, rolls it, rolls it, open it, open it. 
then close his eye, put his finger there. And whatever he finds, he reads it. All right. So that's what he's been doing. One day he just did it. Did it. Then, oh, what does God want me to do? I need divine direction. And put his hand there and he read. And Judas went to hang himself. <laughs> this, is not a, this, this is irrelevant. This is not the one. So he did it again. He wrote it, wrote it, wrote it, and opened it. I need another one direction, a divine direction. Put his finger there and said, Go ye and do likewise. <laughs> Judas went and hung himself. Go and do likewise. No, 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 this cannot be for me. Close it and then till the last time, he said, This is the last chance. Let me see. Open it. Put it on. Whatever you have to do, do it quickly. <laughs> but read your Bible. God will speak to you. Right, number four is through dreams and visions. God speaks through dreams and visions. It does not suppose that every dream you have is from God. Is that okay? Because the devil can also give you dreams. Dreams come from, actually, let me say, four sources. Number one, God can talk to us through dreams. Number two, the devil can give us dreams. Number three, what we are preoccupied with. So have you realized sometimes maybe you're going to buy a new house or you're going to write an exam and you, you have a dream that you're already at the examination room? It's because... You are preoccupied with it. You are, going, you are, you are, you are planning on going to marry, or maybe you are, you, are, you are planning your wedding. You, you have a dream. You saw yourself in your wedding gown. <laughs> in your wedding gown. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so sometimes, sometimes what preoccupies you, you can take it into a dream. All right? And then the last source is overeating. <laughs> the food you eat can give you dreams. And there are some people, when you look at them, you can tell that they've been having a lot of dreams because of the food. <laughs> so before you wake up and say that, God has told me I should marry you. Why? Because I saw you in my dreams. Check the food you have been eating. <laughs> Years ago in Africa, someone told the story of, he, he, was, having, he was always having strange dreams of um, horses and cows running after him. And it wasn't stopping. It wasn't stopping. Every time he was having that kind of dream. So one day he just went to some spiritual man to go and ask, I don't understand these dreams. What's the meaning of the dream? And the man said, what kind of bed have you been sleeping on? Now, in Africa, they have this bed, not with mattress. It's, 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 um, it's stuffed, yeah, stuffed with straw. That kind of, it's very, very relaxed. And so the man said, ah, they have been chasing you because you have been lying on their food. <laughs> <laughs> so, so dream comes from different sources but then the fact is that the Bible says that your, according to um, Joel chapter 2 verse 28 said your young men shall dream dreams and your old men shall see visions or one the other way around alright so God speaks to us through dreams someone say dreams. dreams God speaks to us through dreams so he speaks to us through prophets he speaks to us through um, signs and symbols he speaks to us through his word, speaks to us through dreams. He also speaks to us through events. Sometimes certain events happen and you can know that God is talking to you. You can know that God is talking to you. There's a gentleman who wanted to marry a certain lady. He's a Christian brother. He wanted a lady. But he didn't have the, the, the boldness to propose and say to the lady. So, <laughs> you know some guys are like that. They can't talk. I don't understand. You want to marry her, but you can't tell her. You better, don't go and take some alcohol, go and drink, other, so you'll be tasty. So you, no, no, you are not a man. If you are a man, face the woman. Yes. <laughs> uh, so he couldn't say so in his room. I, I think he wanted to know whether God is the will of God for him to marry the woman. So the woman was coming to visit him one day, and he asked, it's just a studio flat, small room, only one bed and one chair. Okay, and... He has packed a lot of laundry on the chair. So he prayed, said, if the woman comes and sits on the bed, that means that it's a sign that maybe already, there's no way she can sit. <laughs> there's no way else she can sit. So you have already defined your answer. So, but God can speak to us through events. 
things happen and then God will be speaking to somebody through the situation that happened. Is it possible that maybe this morning you were dragged here? You had a drug problem. So you were dragged to church this morning. <laughs> Is it possible you were dragged and you realized that the one who dragged you here has done you a good, a lot of help, and God is trying to tell you that always listen to me. Because anytime that person invites you to some place, it turns out for your good. And the other people, anytime they invite you somewhere, it's, ha- it's harming you. Maybe God is giving you a, 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 a message. So God speaks to us through events as well. Number six, God speaks to us through people and objects. People and objects. God speaks to us through people and objects. He can use people. Sometimes they, don't, they may not even be Christians. But God may speak to you through them. And God, oh, this one, this last but one is not quite nice, but it's true. Sometimes God speaks to us through trials. Bible says that he learned obedience through what he suffered. <laughs> the, a good, the Bible talks about a good father chastises the child, the son he loves. So sometimes God will allow you to go through some things just to teach you something or just for you to learn some things. And it's good for your, for your health and safety. All right, so sometimes trials may come. I'm not saying that every trial is a sign from God that he's telling you something. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is that sometimes some of the things that we go through or God, Allah, God, may, God doesn't bring trouble. Let me make that very clear. Okay? God does not bring trouble. Life is already stressful for God to add more. If he needs it, stress will come naturally. It's just like weeds growing in your garden. Just leave it. You don't have to go and buy special weeds to plant. Just leave it. come. Life is like that. All right. So stress and troubles come naturally. So God will not add to your trouble. But what, when you walk with God, what you enjoy is he protects you. He shields you. So some things that will be, should have befallen you or brought you problems, God will protect you from it. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So God, but there are times where God will allow some things just to come on you so he can teach you a lesson. It's not that he's punishing you, but he can allow some things or allow, just for a season so that you can learn. Some of us, is it possible that you haven't learned your lesson, so you are repeating the class? You are repeating the class, and it is prolonging the suffering and the trial. Maybe this is one of the things I do. When I go through things I, do, I don't understand, I pray that God, anything I have to learn from this, help me to learn it quickly. So, so I can check out of here because I don't like it. So sometimes too. And then finally, God speaks to us through his spirit. His spirit. Let's all say the Holy Spirit. The Holy spirit. God speaks to us through the Holy Spirit. Through the Holy Spirit. In Romans chapter 8, verse 14. Romans chapter 8, verse number 14. Shall we all read it from the screen? Is it okay? Is that okay? Let's all read it together. Let's go. These are the sons. Can I have the ladies read it out loud? Let's go. Can I have the men? Let's go, men. These are the sons. Man, you didn't read it out loud at all. Let's read it out loud. Man, let's go again. These are the sons of God. So, when you are a son of God, the Spirit of God leads you. The Spirit of God will lead you. Divine leadings. The other time I spoke about how sometimes the Spirit of God leads us. You know. Um, the, the, I gave, a, I think, one lady's testimony. When someone visited their house and it was very um, disturbing, the person who visited their house, but the person meddles in the occult and all kinds of spiritual things around the person, and they just had this baby. And when the person came, they knew that trouble had come. Because everyone knows the person in the family. The person came. When the person left the whole house, they were worried. Now this baby, this person has come to visit. Oh God! When the person called, they said, "I'm coming." They started a prayer meeting. Oh God. <laughs> hey God, don't let this person come. Hey, trouble is coming. 
As soon as the person came and left, the place was, they were all worried in the house. You heard the testimony at that. And then after the person had left, I instructed one of the gentlemen who were with me in the office, call them. I didn't know. Call this person, tell them I'm coming to visit them, if it does fine with them. That's after midnight. That is very unlikely for someone to want to come and visit. But when they heard, they said, tell him to come quickly. Amazing. <laughs> now, that was God sending me there to go and to quench some fires. But I didn't know. It's just divine leading. Divine leading. God will just lead you. He will guide you. Take some steps. Once you walk with God, you will take some steps and you will know that God is leading you. One of our brothers, last Thursday, was it Thursday or Friday? I think it was Thursday. Thursday night, Pastor O and I went out and then on our way back, I felt in my spirit that let me just pass by their house. So I called him. That was almost uh, half 11, 11.30ish. I called him. It was late. I said, let me check if the, the, the wife is not asleep and he's not asleep. We can. I just felt in my spirit. Just go and step there. Go into the house. Because, brothers and sisters, I am aware of what I carry. I'm aware. So sometimes entering your house has what it brings. Right? So I just called a gentleman that I wanted to come to the house. And... I said, is that okay? Or what, is your wife asleep? So she's asleep. Then I said, as a polite person should do, I said, oh, if she's asleep, then maybe I wanted to come, I will do it another time. Waiting for him to, what I don't like is when I call you and I want to come, and so pastor, if it's convenient for you. I don't operate on convenience. <laughs> I don't operate on convenience. I call someone and say, pastor, oh, pastor, if it's convenient, then come. I don't want to trouble. I said, I am available, but I don't want to create inconvenience for you in the name of a pastor. You know what I'm saying? And so when I told the gentleman, I was waiting to see whether he wants to add that I would have gone. But he said that, um, well, my wife is asleep. But if you do, you can come. But I said, oh, if your wife is asleep, then let's make it another time. He said, okay, Pastor, okay, Pastor. <laughs> and I went, but that's, that's okay because there's nothing. The next day he came to office and said, Pastor, you should have come. <laughs> because my wife went out and had an accident. I believe there was something that was moving you to come to the house and spare us some trouble. You know, so as many as are led by the Spirit of God, and it's not only pastors, you too, God can just lead you going somewhere. God can just put you on your heart to pray someone's food shopping for them. Not knowing it's Bill Gates' cousin. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> See what I'm saying? So, so the, as, as many as are led, the Spirit of God will lead us. In John chapter 14, let's look at that. In John chapter 14, verse 26. When we finish that, we are going to look at John chapter 16, verse 10, 12 and 13. But John chapter 14, verse 26, he says that by the helper. Who is the helper? Who is the helper? I can't hear. Who is the helper? So Jesus said that when the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, when he comes, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance things that I have said to you. The Holy Spirit is a teacher. He will teach you, go this way, go that way, go this way, go that way. In Isaiah, let, before we come back to John chapter uh, 16, look at Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21 says that, I like that text. It said, your ears, shall, your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the, to the left, you, you'll be going, but something will be guiding you. Pass here. Pass here. Now, we just read it. It said, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will teach you. He will guide you into the truth. So it is the Holy Spirit's job to guide us and teach us divine direction is necessary for peace in life. (laughs) If you want to enjoy your peace of mind, seek divine direction. Seek divine direction. Seek divine direction. In John chapter 16, verse 12 and 13, let's have a look at that. Still, I have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Verse 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth, did you see the name? The spirit of truth. When he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. You need 
the Holy Spirit. We need him more than ever before. For the Holy Spirit to be guiding us. Holy Spirit, teach me, show me. So the Spirit of truth comes to guide us. He comes to teach us. He comes to show us where we must go, what contract you must sign, what job. It's not every job you must accept, you know. Yeah, you are desperate, but some jobs are coming. I know that there have been people who come to me, Pastor, I've got two offers. I don't know which one. This one, the money is good, but the people are not nice. This one, the people are nice, but the money is not good. Which one? Now, unfortunately, me too, I don't know. <laughs> the only one who knows is the Holy Spirit. So that's where we have to be. We have to get to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, show us what to do. Show us which way to go. Show us what to choose. Hallelujah. Now, now, so in the last few, few minutes I've got, I want to talk to us about how do you hear from the Holy Spirit then? I want to know, Pastor, you say you don't know. So how do I know? Hey, the Holy Spirit. But how can I hear from the Holy Spirit? That's what I'm going to talk about. How can I hear from the Holy Spirit? This one is foundational, what I'm going to say. It's not one of the points. But it's, 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 it overshadows every point. Every, all the points I'm going to give hinge on this one. You must be born again. If you are not born again, God can't speak to you. What he will tell you is, be born again. If you are not born again, if you have not given your life to Jesus Christ, you can't be enjoying fellowship with the Holy, Holy Spirit because he's holy. Hallelujah. So that one is fundamental. But having said that, now that we are born again, how? Because I've been born again, but I can't hear. Are there people who are born again here? Yes. I can't hear you. Yes. But how many of you agree with me? I'm born again, but I don't hear the Holy Spirit sometimes. I don't know what to do. Yeah, that's why I'm going to show you this. Number one. Number one. So how do you hear? How do you dis- uh, get yourself to walk with the Holy Spirit to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. Number one, practice the presence of the Holy Spirit. Practice His presence. Practice it. Be conscious of His presence with you. I like the way John chapter 14, I think verse 17 puts it. He said that the Spirit of truth will abide with you forever. Forever. Say forever. forever. The Holy Spirit will never leave you if you are born again. He will never leave you. Okay, he says that the spirit of truth, who the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows you. See, so if you are not born again, you cannot receive the Holy Spirit. You are not part of what I'm talking about. Right. So whom the world cannot receive, okay, the world cannot receive. But you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. Yeah, that's it. Verse 16 says says that, and I pray the Father and he will give you another helper that that he may abide with you. How long? How long? How long? So the Holy Spirit, when you are born again, the Holy Spirit abides with you forever. When you are going to the nightclub, he's with you. When you are changing figures in the office, he's with you. When you are lying and gossiping about someone, he's with you. Not that he's helping you. There are two different things. (laughs) He's with you. Do you know you can have a dog in your house, a very wild dog, and people can come and they won't know that there's a dog in the house. Because you've kept the dog somewhere under, in the basement, somewhere. Some people, the Holy Spirit is with us, but we have put him under the third floor, basement, third floor. <laughs> and I say, oh, the Holy Spirit can't speak to me. I, I don't think he likes me. He's, no, he's with you, but you have put him somewhere very far. So, one of the ways to get the Holy Spirit to speak to you or to hear from the Holy Spirit is to practice his presence. Practice the fellowship with the Holy Spirit. But he puts it this way. He wakes up in the morning and says, Good morning, Holy Spirit. Everywhere he's going, he's everywhere you are going, you must be conscious that he is with you because he's abiding with you always. He's always with you. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. The Holy Spirit is with you. Even in difficult times, the Holy Spirit is with you. In good times, the Holy Spirit is with you to help you. So, practice his presence. Be con- Watch this. How do you, what do you mean by practice his presence? Be conscious he's with you. Be conscious is with you. Be conscious is with you. When you go on the train, be conscious is with you. When you go on the bus, be conscious is with you. 
When you go to Sierra Leone, the conscience is with you. When you go to um, uh, Liberia, when you go to Nigeria, when you go to South Africa, because is with you. When you go to America, because Joseph is with you. When you go to Syria, because Joseph is with you. When you go to Kuwait, because is with you. Now, once you know he's with you, you then begin to depend on him. If you are, I know you are here. Tell me something. When you go for the interview, because is with you. Be conscious. Don't be afraid. When you go into the examination room, be conscious is with you there. So when you are writing the exam, what you have learned before you go. But what you have learned, as you are writing, as you are writing, be conscious that the Holy Spirit, as many as are led by the Spirit. Why didn't you answer question number eight? But you chose to go to number nine. You were actually going to answer number eight, but you, you just answered number nine. That's why what I did was usually not conventional. I was doing the naming ceremony, and I said, um, I don't understand why someone wants to marry you don't want to submit to a husband or a wife. I interrupted what I was doing. I'm conscious he's with me. So things that I say, I'm conscious. He's trying to talk to someone. Then you laughed at church. You said, I think someone went to tell some, something to pastor, pastor. Tell pastor. No, the Holy Spirit is conscious. He's with me and I'm conscious. That is why he told me to tell you. Right. Practice the Holy Spirit. Practice his presence. Number two. So number one, how do you, how do you, how do you uh, engage the Holy Spirit? Practice prayer. Number two, the word. Read the word. Read the word. When I say the word, I mean the word of God. Read the word of God. Usually when I'm directing someone to Graceland, and the person says, oh, I know Pomeroy Street. I say, oh, then it's easy. But the person doesn't know Oak Kent Road. Doesn't know Pomeroy Street and doesn't know Elephant and Castle and doesn't know anywhere in London, it becomes a lot of work. I have to try and guide the person. Can you imagine you want to direct someone to Pomeroy Street and the person says that I know there's the street there, there's, they, sell, they sell some cars at the junction and there is a um, warehouse, a plant. As soon as you say, Oh, you know a plant, next, right after a plant, we are there. You don't have to talk about who can throw that anything again. Now, when you familiarize, you know yourself with God's word, you know God's word, it is easy for God to just direct you. It's easy. It's easy. Because you are familiar with the area. So once he speaks, you know he's spoken. You know he's spoken. You know he's spoken. You know he has spoken. Because you are, you know you are familiar with his word. I'm not saying you have to be a theologian in order to hear the Holy Spirit. But be a Christian who reads your Bible every day. It makes it easy for the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Bible says that in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, it says, Steady to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Verse 15, rightly dividing the word of truth. So you have to steady. You have to be diligent. Steady means that be diligent. Do something. Steady God's word. It helps you not to be ashamed. You will not be put to shame. Oh. Yeah. I said you will not be put to shame. Yeah. In 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 19 to 21, 2 Peter chapter, chapter 1, that's a, there's a very interesting text there. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 19 to 25, 21, it says that, and um, thank you, Jesus. And so we have the, the prophetic word confirmed. When you read King James, it said we have the sure word of prophecy. Okay, we have the sure word of prophecy. We have the prophetic word of God confirmed, which you do well to heed as, as a light that shines in a dark place until the, the day dawns and the morning star arises in your heart. So it's like as you keep your eye on God's word, you are guaranteed that the light is going to shine on you. The day star is going to arise. Knowing first, verse 20, knowing this first, that no prophecy of scripture is of private interpretation. For, pro- for prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by God. So the word of God is the sure word of prophecy. Once you, you go the word of God, you won't go wrong. Because you know why? There are a lot of people who go around and say, God told me, God told me, God told me. Anytime you feel God is telling you something, the spirit of God is telling you something, and you can't find its roots in God's word, forget about it. It's not from God. 
God will never say anything outside of his word. Does that make sense? You see someone's husband, you believe that God is telling you that's going to be your husband very soon. Do you know where you're coming from? The devil is speaking to you, not God. Because it's against God's word. Does that make sense? Some people didn't like what I said. Uh, is anyone here timing sense? <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, number, number three. Hey, this one is a strong one. Number three, let's all say holiness. holiness. Oh, you say it. Holiness. Say it out louder. Holiness. Yeah, holiness. First Peter chapter 1, verse 13. It says that, therefore, get, get up your loin, the, the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Verse 14. As obedient children, not conforming yourself to the former last. Did you see that? Say former. former. What does that mean? It's in the past. It's in the past. So when you get born again, some things must be former. You must have a former last. It's not a current last. <laughs> Put it back on the screen, please. Former last. Okay. As in your ignorance. Last was raining your life. Because we are all ignorant. But now things are different. Go to the next verse and see. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Verse 16. Because it is written, be holy, for I am holy. Right now, this, what did I say? We are, who, did I say we have to listen from? Holy Spirit. He said, I'm holy. So to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, there's the need for you to clear some things out of your life. Because those things can choke your ability to hear from him. Can choke your ability. He's trying to talk to you, but your line is busily, uh, is engaged. Line is busy. Even if you are not out of coverage area. <laughs> so, so, watch this. The reason why people can't receive and can't hear from the Spirit of God is because of infiltrations in their lives, which they are comfortably entertaining. It's one thing having a struggle with something, fighting it off, and you know, every now and then run away from it, fighting. And it's another thing having it, and yes, you are, you are okay, you are comfortably enjoying it. It to it, grieve the Holy Spirit. So once the Holy Spirit is grieved, He withdraws. Bible said, "Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Grieve Him with things that we do conduct." He said, "He said, be holy in your conduct. What you do matters, even though it didn't take what you do, what, what you do to be saved." But what you do after you have saved, you are saved matters. And so, I mean, how can the Holy Spirit speak through you into this brother's life to bless him when you are busily gossiping about him? See what I'm saying? And so, the things we do can block the Holy Spirit from speaking to us and we end up becoming casualties in life. And say, God, where are you? I've been always where I've been. And so, but look, look at, listen to how Paul puts it. This is a scary one. Okay, are you ready for this? Yeah. First Corinthians chapter, <laughs> chapter 3, verse 1 to 4. Albert, that's a very interesting one. Serious. He said, I, brethren, could not speak to you as spiritual people. In other words, there's some spiritual things. Holy Spirit. Say Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy and spirit, okay? So, he, this is spirit wants to give some things to you. So I could not speak to you as spiritual people, but as carnal, the big C, as, as to babes in Christ. You are just infants in Christ. You, you can't trust anything with a baby. You can't just, baby, you have to take care of. No, you can't tell baby, get up, go to the, uh, the kitchen, bring me. You can't do that. Or the baby is hungry. If you leave your baby in a room and the baby is hungry, and you travel without getting someone to take care of the baby, you come and find a baby not alive. Because the baby can't, it doesn't matter how much food you have left for the baby. It's the same thing that's happening to many people. Right. But the only goes unless there's a lot of food around you, but you are a baby. So you need a prophet or a pastor to come and receive it, receive it. <laughs> now they lay hands on you so much that you are not becoming a boy, even though you are a woman. <laughs> so, so, he said that I could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to can, can now, as to babes in Christ. Why? 
Why? I fed you with milk and not solid food, for until now you were not able to. Ah, you mean I can't take it? Why? You're not able. And even now you are still not able. Hey, so what's the problem now? Go to the next verse. For you are still carnal. You are still carnal. For where there are envy, strife, divisions amongst you, are you not carnal and behaving like men? He said, mere men can receive spiritual meat. Mere men. So the things we do, our mindset, our carnality, our our lack of holiness. You see, carnality is even that serious. How much more purity? Carnality is not being in line, conformity with what God is saying. So anytime you are not in line with what God is saying, the mindset of God, then you are being carnal. And impurity is when you are going opposite. You are doing the things that, that doesn't please God. That doesn't honor God. You are doing that impurity. All right? And carnality is even blocking you from receiving from God. And how much more impurity? You understand what I'm saying? How much more impurity? When you are at Elephant and Castle, you are finding it difficult to get to um, London Bridge. How much more? Now that you are in uh, Catford, and so, impurities will choke us from receiving from the Holy Spirit. Pastor, you know why I'm saying these things? Because someone desperately needs to hear from the Holy Spirit. You need it to. Before the end of this month, you must hear God telling you, take this step, start this business, do this. You must hear God. But how can you hear him once you block your ability to hear from him? That is why God wants us to know because his elevation is coming. Compensation is coming. But God is telling you, this is the way. I've read the provision already. This is the way to get into it. And if we don't bend our ears to the Holy Spirit, we can receive from Him. Canality will chalk your ability from receiving from the Holy Spirit. See, I couldn't tell you anything because you are carnal. I couldn't, you couldn't receive. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse, um, which verse? Verse 13 and 14. Very interesting text as well. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10. It's better we read from verse 12 because I actually wanted to read verse 12 earlier, but I left it. Verse 12 says that now we have received, now we have received not the spirit of the, of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been given freely to us by God. So the Holy Spirit has come on us so that we will know what God has given to us. Right. So without the Holy Spirit, you don't even know what is, what's available for you. Yeah. Go to the next verse. Watch this. This is a very scary one. The next verse. He says that these things, the things that God has given freely to us, these things we speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches. Comparing spirit. Holy Spirit operates in the spiritual realm. Comparing spiritual things with spirit. Please be careful who has been advising you. Be careful who has your ears. Because if you, some people, if you keep listening to them, you will miss the voice of the Holy Spirit. I know, yes, I know you are suffering in your marriage, but be careful who you are listening to. Yeah. That's right, that's right. Dr. Phil is good, but the Holy Ghost is better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oprah may be good. Some people are building their marriages based on what they hear and they see on Jerry Mikhail. Tell me I'm lying. <laughs> Jerry Springer. You know, some of us, some of us, the family we are coming from, they didn't have the privilege of working with God. So their philosophy about marriage is questionable. So, some, hey, listen to this. Some of us, watch this very carefully. I'm speaking as a pastor. Okay. Some of us believe, you have, you've been told that, you see, look at your sister's marriage. Look at your auntie's marriage. Look at your mother's marriage. And the same thing is happening to you. There is a generational curse. Maybe it's not generational curse. But it's farming of God's word. So once you familiarize yourself with God's word. And you get God's way of doing it. And stop doing it carnally. You will sail through. And it's not a problem of demons. It's a lack of understanding of scripture. I said it's a lack of understanding of scripture. I'm not saying all of it. But even most of the demonic ones, once you understand scriptures and you apply scriptures, you are safe. You are safe. If demons are so powerful, why wouldn't they kill Obama? (laughs) 
See what I'm saying? And so, familiarize yourself with God's word. I know your auntie has good intentions, but you know what? Her understanding is not wholesome. The understanding is what is killing you. Some of you, some of us are friends. Your mother has been trying to advise you that, do you know what? This is how you handle a woman. Your father has been telling you, you know, I made some mistakes. And sometimes when you are married to a woman, there is a way to be a wise man. Handle it like this, handle it. He said, oh, daddy, that's for my wife. And you go and listen to your friends and tell you, hey, hey, don't let any woman take you for granted. Be a man. You are the man. You are the man. And you are a man and it's killing your marriage. You should have listened to your dad. So sometimes bad counsel, which is not good, it's not wholesome in God's word, is the problem we are going to suffer. So carnality is killing more people than the devil. Carnality. I'll do it my way. I am not know it my way. And your way is, hel- is not helping you. There's a way that seems right to men, but the end thereof is hell, is death. Right. So it is necessary. Please listen to me very carefully. Some of us, the Lord has been telling you to forgive somebody, but you are not ready to do that. But you are ready. God bless me, oh hey. If you don't bless me, hey. I am in your blessings now. Bless me now. I am. Stop the dancing and go and forgive. <laughs> Can it, that song is even not a praise song. Oh. It's not a praise song. We dance because we are praising God. But you have come to see it. I am in your presence. Like God owes you. Uh, bless me now. I am in your presence. You think you've done so well for coming to church. Bless me now. I am in. You haven't done well. Though. You are, you're just helping yourself. Bless me now. I am in your presence now. And the angels are telling you. Sister, go and forgive. Go and forgive. Sister. <laughs> Hallelujah. I understand why people, some people will not be excited. If I've been promised to receive miracles, you'll be jumping. You'll be jumping. But the miracles are coming after you have taken the steps. But is, is it possible Holy Spirit is speaking to somebody? Yes. Let me finish this quickly in the last few minutes. So, God speaks to us when we walk holy. The Bible says that perfect holiness in the fear of God. Amen. So, holiness. Number four. I like number four. Number, 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 number three is cool, man. Holiness is a big thing. Now, number four is simple, but many people ignore it. Have the desire that Holy Spirit speak to me. You must have the desire. You must have the desire. God, I want you to speak to me. Because actually, God wants to speak to you. So have a desire that God speak to me. God, speak to me. I want you to speak to me. How I want you to speak to me. Lord, as I'm going for this interview, order my steps. Not only when you are going to benefit, but in every area of your life. Proverbs says, trust in the Lord with all your might and lean not on your own understanding. But in all your ways, not only when you are going for interview. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. So tell God, God, I really want, I don't want to make a mistake. I want to, I want to go where you want me to go. You know what Jesus said? Jesus said, he who, Jesus said, he who sent me is always with me and has not left me because I do the things that please him. God will not leave you nor forsake you. And you have to pray that God, Holy Spirit, speak to me. You'll be shocked. You'll be shocked. Pastor Wo was telling me this morning when she was going to bed last night. She, she was up all night. I went to bed after, I think, three or four. So, so when she was going to bed, she said two things. She said, Lord, I want to wake up again by six to pray. That's one. And then um, the other one is, God, speak to me through dreams. Holy Spirit, speak to me. When she woke up, I was in the study getting ready and praying. She came and interrupted my studies. She said, can you imagine? I asked God, I wanted to wake up at 6. I didn't set alarm. 6 a.m. I was awake. 6 a.m. No alarm. Even though she went to bed after 3. And he said, not that. I had an interesting dream. I told God, God, speak to me through dream. Give me a great dream. And she said, I had this dream. And a very interesting dream. Very. You know, there are some dreams when you have, you know that God has spoken. So when you have the desire. God will meet that desire. 
because he wants to speak to you. So that's number what for number five is prayer, 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 prayer. The one who prays gets closer to God. Jesus was always praying. Is it, is, it, is, it, is it surprising why he didn't make any mistake? No, because he was a prayerful man. That scripture again, Proverbs, you can put this scripture, that's very, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. He said, trust in the Lord with all your mind. Don't lean not on your own understanding. Verse 6 says, but in all, but in all, acknowledge him. That's calling on him. God, calling prayer. The one who spends time with God easily hears from God. Pastor John, look, don't you think that our generation is being done a great uh, disservice so long as working with God is concerned? Because of these are tablets and our smartphones. Brother, don't you think you are spending too much time on Facebook? I'm not saying go no, go and go on Facebook, but we are all there. <laughs> but don't you, isn't it possible you are spending too much time behind the computer, not doing anything, but just browsing and watching things in the world? You know, sometimes you don't have anything to do, you just want to browse. Browse, then you put in on uh, YouTube, you type in helicopters from, uh, from Russia, <laughs> and you are just watching. <laughs> yeah, just watching. Uh, you know, uh, supersonic jets, then you are watching. You don't have any other thing. How to make a man, you are typing how to make hair. You're typing. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> how, to, how to do a beautiful makeup. <laughs> so the point I'm making is that sometimes we must be, di- mm, th- thank you, Jesus. Oh, sometimes we must be disciplined enough. That's the key word. We must be disciplined enough to draw the line. There are sometimes I don't listen to my voice messages. Sometimes I don't check my WhatsApp. I have about 100 of them. I won't check it. I can see the signal that they are there. I won't check it. There are sometimes I won't check my text messages, let alone Facebook. I won't. In fact, there was a time I determined that. Uh, there was a time I was on Facebook alone. Every time I checked, I got to a time I said, me, there are certain days I will declare Facebook free day. Just to bring myself under discipline. What if my computer breaks down? I'll be okay. Because it's not broken down. Oh. <laughs> my friends will send me a message. And if they don't hear from me, they will, be happy. they will not be happy. If they see you going down, that's rather what will affect them. But if your friends don't hear from you, later on they see that you are making it. Even though they don't like you, say hello, hello, hello. Because they are making it. Is someone listening to me? Close the computer and open your Bible. Someone to tweet for me. Once they open the Twitter, close your computer or shut down the uh, WhatsApp or Twitter. Go and read your Bible. They will go. Then when you finish your Bible, come and read it. Am I speaking sense at all? Because some of you look like I'm, I'm really boring you. But I'm very happy. <laughs> we need to say these things. Because it has a subtle way. Subtle way. It erodes God consciousness from us. In a very subtle way. In a very subtle, even television. Some of us watch television too much. There is no movie star you don't know. But if we ask you, quote one scripture from Abel. Hey! <laughs> Disaster. You know every football star who lived for the past 50 years. You know everything that is going on everywhere. Including Ukraine, Syria. <laughs> And about ISIS, but you, you really don't know a lot about what God is saying now because you won't bother to read your Bible because it's too much work, it's too much work, it's too much. I don't have it's not sometimes the Bible is boring, it will be boring until you're in trouble. So, some people, when they are in trouble, then they go, they go and take the Bible. God, speak to me. Oh, God, you say, oh God, no, you can't do this to me. God, tell me something. God, tell me something. Tell me something. And I will tell you, Pastor David was telling you some weeks ago, you didn't listen. I don't have anything. <laughs> Praise God. Prayer. That's how I want to pray. All right. Prayer. Let me, let me mention the last ones quickly because obedience, spiritual mindedness, and your company is very important. Obedience. When God tells you something, once you obey it, he, it authorizes him to tell you the next one. But he's told you something. Go and forgive your former boyfriend. You don't want to do it. 
Say, God, well, this one is, tell me something else. He'll keep telling you the same thing. Because, see, the more you shut your ears to his directions, the less he will be directing you. Does that make sense? But I see divine direction coming to someone. What did I say? The last three? Obedience. Spiritual mindedness. You know, it's very similar in the line of carnality. Be spiritual in your approach, the way you view things, the way you assess things. Be spiritual. I said we compare spiritual things to spiritual. And then the last one I said, you didn't hear it? So the last one is company, your company. The people you hang around with can choke your ability to hear them from the Holy Spirit. And the people were places you find them. That's why I don't know why if we have cell meetings, you won't go. Go for cell meetings. God. Now, this, this message, we are going to treat it on Wednesday, the cell meetings. We are going to the same thing. Everything, that line is there. We are going to be treating it at cell meetings. Make sure you report yourself at a cell meeting so that you can have like-minded people sit down, discuss it more, and learn more. Your company will help you hear from God faster. Did you get something? Put your hands together for Jesus. Thank you for listening. For more resources, please visit caris.org or call us on 0207-740-9960. God bless you.